All right, welcome to the latest edition of the OmniTalk Spotlight Series, where we discuss the technologies, the companies, and the people that we believe are shaping the future of retail. We are here again, live from the NRF trade show floor in the listener booth, booth number 1206. And for those of you that remember who follow us closely, listener powers transactions and better checkout experiences across the customer journey with the most advanced ultrasonic technology. Visit LISNR.com for more information. Listener, person, present, and proven. Now, wow, that was good. Thanks, man. Was, I'm impressed. But we're excited <laughs> to have you on the show. So because of that, we have listeners, founder, and head of innovation, Chris Ostich. Hi. Hey. Hi, Chris. You Thanks like that? You me. like that read, huh? That was, that was strong, I must say. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Lots of practice at this point. I think Clearly. this is our third or fourth one uh, at the show doing that read. So, but how you been, man? So we good. first met really you good. guys. Uh, I think it was back when was it, Ann? Back at, uh, at grocery, uh, grocery shop, shop. right? Yeah. So back okay. in early mm-hmm. September. Yep. Uh, yep. Our listeners loved you guys. They were like, "Wow, that is a, a super cool we'll technology." Yeah. Yeah. And so, tell us a little bit. Like, tell us a little bit for sure. maybe those that didn't hear our first podcast. Who are you guys? What do you do? Sure. Um, yeah, and 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 same. We uh, we've been hearing about you guys since uh, we were part of the Target Accelerator not long ago, and it, it right. came up repeatedly right. in conversations as as people and content we need to be interacting with. So, thanks for for having me. <laughs> um, I can tell you, as you know, a guy who's always I live sort of on the edge of retail. Mm-hmm. Um, I spend all of my time uh, with retail and QSR customers. Um, so I lead innovation internally and externally for the company. Okay. But what that really means is I'm out trying to help companies see how they'd apply the listener technology in an environment they're already working. So okay. we, we've um, created a way to transmit packets of information securely using nothing but speakers and microphones. Mm-hmm. Um, which are present in every device, every room, every store, every car, every... I mean, look around us. There are eight times more speakers in this room than people. All of the infrastructure is around us and everywhere we are, um, particularly in places like QSR. Mm -hmm. So if you think about what's happening in, in, um, in the QSR space right now, menus are becoming more customized, uh, breakfast is available all day, Restaurants are actually grilling hamburgers. Yeah. Rather than imagine that. <laughs> imagine that. Um, so that complexity uh, is leading to lag. It's dragging times down to turn orders around. So when you're in the drive-through and you're used to, you know, 130 seconds mm-hmm. from end to end, and now it's 260. That's a massive shift uh, from a customer experience standpoint. Especially when you have hungry kids in the car. Exactly, exactly. And you're in the drive-thru right. to, to get out of the drive-thru. It's you're not to there to enjoy it. Ex- expedite you're supposed it. Yes. to be. That's right. exactly. You're supposed to be quick, in and out of quick this place. Service. Right. Yes. Ironic. Um, so when you see that lag, the time uh, being sort of um, multiplied, the questions are like, how do we make this experience faster, better? If the menu is going, you, we've got to assume they're going to continue to add new things and mm-hmm. add new ways to cook them. And um, so, what can we do to make sure that experience is more seamless and personalized from the customer's standpoint? So, um, when you pull up at a drive-through today, in any QSR customer experience, there is no way 
for that company to that brand to know that it's me on the other end of that box without some interaction. Right. We talked to a big coffee company recently that the way that they do it is customers are actually yelling their phone numbers oh, out the that. window right. into the speaker box. I heard that example this morning. That's crazy. Yeah. Bonkers. Um, and people do it. They do it. They do it because they want their points. Mm-hmm. If you're uh, McDonald's who just bought Dynamic Yield for $300 million, yeah. you know, Dynamic Yield uh, offers AI-driven smart signage, menu signage. So I think on their website they call it personalized, but I argue that it's actually not. Per- I think it's customized. Okay. You know, those Same boards more. are, well, they are designed to use data to provide customized messaging about what's on the menu. So if you're in Chicago and it's freezing cold and it's windy, the menu's going to show you coffee, mm-hmm. all the McCafe stuff. It's but they like, still need to know who you are, to your th- point, to correct. personalize There's, it. Exactly. So it's customized based on traffic, weather, menu, trends, what's hot in your area. But That's not you. It's not me. So unless I can connect identity to that transactional experience, I can't truly personalize that transaction. And you are, my point going back to the mm-hmm. sort of who we are and what we do, you have everything you need in that moment right there. You have a, a speaker in right. your face and a microphone that receives the information and goes back to the person working in the drive-thru. Mm-hmm. So listener becomes a really compelling way to say, hey, if you need to understand the identity of your customer at the drive-thru to maybe pull up their loyalty information, give them a better experience, automatically have it pay because I've already validated that they're here. We, we provide a really seamless way to do that. So that's one of the reasons we're super excited about QSR. That's super cool and super fascinating, which is why I think you guys were so interested the first time around. Like, Let's double-click into that, specifically in the use case you just described. So for lay, the layman out there, how exactly is that working? Like, sure. What all is transpiring between customer, retailer? Yep. How is information flowing between this setup as you described it? Well, I'll, I'll start by saying that we live, we're a piece of software, typically. We're software and sound, so we are... Software that lives at the application layer in a in a in a QSR retailer's mobile app. Um, it's a very light piece of so- software. Um, so on one end, when a consumer customer pulls into the drive-through, maybe they use Geo to say, "Hey, I see that you're close to our store." Mm-hmm. Um, that our technology can use either time or location to activate the microphone. Hmm. So our SDK starts running once the geo fence is broken. As the customer pulls up, um, the post itself, imagine, is now a transmitter. Right. So it is constantly looking for the person that's immediately opposite of it. And the moment it creates a connection, now the, all of that information about the person in the car is transmitted to the person working the POS. Mm-hmm. Now they can say, do you want to just refill your last order? Do you want to try something new? Hey, can I add this on? I see you've got an offer in your, you have a coupon right. for $2 off. From your, do you want to use it? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, we become it becomes a much different experience. So post is transmitting. Okay. The mobile device detects the presence of the technology. And that could either pass it directly back to the post itself. Um, or in most cases, that would talk to a server. Somewhere. So... Mm-hmm. Message is received, and then I send it to their POS digitally. Um, so in the system, I see that this person's here, and this is what their order looks like. 
And by the way, if I also have their payment information on file, I don't have to do anything else. No more holding your phone out the window to scan a barcode. No more passing credit cards back and forth. If you have a card on file in the mobile application, we've just eliminated all of those data. We've actually made that one payload include identity, loyalty, offers, discounts, and payment in one single payload. So let me break it down from a mom's perspective. From the mom's perspective. This means I roll up in my minivan oh, to, yeah. to roll, roll and dirty yeah. in my minivan. The car is so dirty. Um, in my minivan. French I, fries falling out the doors yes, and stuff. I love it. It's disgusting. You, I get to my order, my ordering screen. I could just say yes or repeat instead of going through and yelling at all the kids and figuring out again what they want in the car. Repeat. I pull up. I don't have to drop my phone in between the drive through window and my car window and make another trip for myself to the correct. iPhone store yep. after this. And with all of that, my phone stays in the car with me the correct. whole time. Yep. Doesn't I, you have to move. Yeah don't, yeah, don't have to go anywhere. Does the same technology then work, say, in the order pickup arena then as Absolutely. well? So, like, I just... How so? Um... What's the? Do you use order pickup? Do you Curbside. Do that? Oh yeah. Curbside. Again, in my minivan. Uh, amazing. Uh, for QSR or retail or both? Both. Both. Uh, tell me about the best uh, authentication experience you've had in that in that moment. Like. Oh, easily. Target curbside pickup. Bingo. Right. Amazing. The best. <laughs> yeah. They know the second I'm in there. I don't even have to have. I don't have to do anything. They're have you ever like, been inside and, hear, and heard what it does? The little it beep honks. Beep. Yeah, yeah, it honks when somebody. I, I could, that was to be so honest, cool. I could do without the beep beep um, <laughs> when I'm trying to shop for my groceries. But the kids okay. love it. Send a note over to the Target folks, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> note. Yeah, but um, it's the same thing, right? I mean, essentially. Absolutely, and in in most cases, so uh, I'm going to leave the retailer out. Yeah. I thought this was really genuine. So we had the person that was responsible for that, the major retailer, that said, "Look." We have to treat for returns and pickup. We kind of have to treat our customers like criminals. Oh. You know, we have to, we have to sort of like say, "Who are you? Prove it to me." Oh yeah. Show me your stuff. Like, where's your code? That's the whole secret sauce in this return thing too, like, mm-hmm. which we could go into Bingo. later. Like, is actually knowing who's making the return. Exactly. <laughs> so, the validation of identity is a super important yeah. thing here, and I think we have a, 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 again, a really elegant way to make that happen. So. In QSR, there is no authentication moment. You just walk up and see your name and take your bag, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think in QSR, an average store loses thirty to forty k a week or something like that on on invalid, you know, or chargebacks associated with pickup. And part of the problem is there's just, there's no there is no validation that yeah. I've got the right order and mm-hmm. I am the right person. Um, and that hasn't even been exploited yet. We, oh, I mean, wow. this is still a I new. Thought about that. Yeah, yeah. This is a still a new thing. So it, it's really running on the honor system yeah, at this right. point. The totally order's on. going to the right person in the drive. Exactly. At the right time. Exactly. Yeah, I've never thought about that. Okay. Chipotle is coming out with Chipotle lanes. You know, mm. they're, yeah. they're going to have drive drive up windows now. Yeah. Um, and, and all of these, you know, the drive through is going to become at Chipotle is part of the pickup process so you it, it's not just a pull up and order it's pick up to pick up it's pull in to pick up yeah so you're there to, to avoid going in and waiting in a line or, or or making your way through the store you want to stay in your car pull up get your order handed to you so there's going to have to be an authentication moment that we deserve better than a barcode or qr or something like that to 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 make sure that it happens correctly 
super simple and easy. That's an aspect I've never thought about. That's why I love doing this program. <laughs> like that whole side of things. Like how do you even ensure the right order is going to the right and, person? And look, I we did we touched on it, but I think that returns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's talk about it. Why it not? Just, let's go. There. Oh my god, it, it it is um, it's it's hard. I mean, as a consumer, even if you're a, an honest person and you have to bring something back we all have the same if you look at the people in the returns aisle mm-hmm. walk in a store and look at the shame. people waiting shame yes mm-hmm. and part of that is is because of the nature of the transaction the store has to treat you yeah. like you've done something wrong until you prove that you have it mm-hmm. however if i've made a purchase and i've and let's just say i was a target yeah if i went to target and i bought um shoes for my kid and I got one size too small, and I wanted to bring those back. If I had bought the shoes, used my red card, scanned my payment at, at exit, at checkout, kind of run through that way, returning that product, I walk in the store now, and as I approach the counter, we could either use the store audio system, we could use a device, an iPad sitting on a stand. I, you could eliminate the interchange between people, you could automate returns um, in that sense. You could also, the, I could walk up to you and I could be holding my target, you know, the, the associates mobile app and it could say, oh, Chris is standing in front of you. Chris is standing in front of you. Sorry. For those of you who are listening, I was gesturing with the microphone so you could hear me. Um, so Chris is standing in front of me and um, I could see your last order. I could see those shoes in your order history. And so now I don't have to treat you like a criminal. I already know who you are, that you're standing there, and I can see the product in your order history. And to your point, someone might not even need to treat you at all. I mean, you yeah, can exactly. redesign it's that entire like experience yeah, with a kiosk. Based on who the person is and based on what the data is reading and yep. what it's telling the system and how the interaction should be handled. For anybody that's, that's, that hears this out there, I, here's my challenge. I, I want to see a return kiosk. Right. And the return so kiosk, we. yeah. I mean, so I think the return kiosk... Um, We've we've done this in the banking world. Uh, you've seen probably this now, where you can it's a cardless ATM. And yes, so we, we've worked on things like that Use in, it the all ba- the in the banking space, where you don't need to do anything except have a device that's in proximity of sorry of the uh, of the ATM machine. The kiosk is no different. Um, and so I think there's a huge opportunity for innovation there that I would love to see somebody. Uh, or, you know, we'd be happy to build it with you. So Yeah, no, that's interesting. Maybe that's something we talk about it a little yeah. bit. Yeah, no, I think those are all the ideas we love. That's that's fascinating. So even even the more we talk to you guys, you know, it's only been six months, but there's more and more use cases that start to develop as you start to think about how this all works. So so we didn't tell you this, Chris, but I think you're going to be game for it. So we'd like to play this game, How Millennial oh. Are You? Oh, I'm old, right? <laughs> I, mean, I, um, I think you have a supreme backpack. But you think I'm not, what? I think you have a supreme backpack. Oh, I do. Yes, I do. Yeah. Have a okay. Backpack. Well, I think I know how this is going to go down. <laughs> um, all right. Should we start? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah let's do it. In the last week. Okay. Yes. How many times have you ordered food or coffee or something from an app? Uh, more than five. Okay. More than five. That's Not as good, good as the last guy, but it's all right. It's middle. Ordered food or coffee for me. Yeah, yeah. More yeah. than five. Okay. It's better than zero. We get that. Better than zero. Better oh, than yeah. zero. Any particular establishments? Um, Starbucks, um, Uber Eats, DoorDash. Okay. okay. I think that's what I've used this week. Okay. okay. All right. That's that's decent. That's well, well, let's go on to the next start, question. Start. 
This one is important for you, especially. Am I trying to be a millennial? Do I want to have like a that high a, millennial that score? That is for you to decide. <laughs> okay. And the audience. Okay, great. That's right. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Let's say you're at the grocery store. You're going in. You got to pay for all your all of your groceries. Are you using mobile apps to pay? Are you pulling out a credit card? Are you paying with cash? How how are you doing that? Oh, let me get okay. I'm gonna get okay boomered on this one though. Um, so I think so. Grocery guys need to get their act together. Okay. Guys and gals, I'm sorry. Sure. Um, I should not have to. Punch in a phone number. Never. Scan a tag, then use my phone, then get out coupons. That it that um, process, particularly in grocery, is oh, horrible. It's a um, and so I don't. I try to use, I use a mobile scan and pay. Yeah. Uh, but then I still have to go up and put in a phone number to attach my loyalty, and then I have to use um, a credit card to pay because I haven't set up a grocer's payment app yet. So I, I would say that my experience is hybrid and I'm annoyed. And that's part of why yeah. it's uh, kind of a hybrid. That's like, I never experience. thought about all the mobile payment friction points with all the different loyalty cards and, sh- and stuff right. and trying to get that all activated. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Yeah. I, I will. I think that's a good, I will take that answer. I think that's okay. good. I think you, good footing, you so want, you want, you don't want any friction. Yeah. So that's, very, solid, that's millennial. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Last question. Uh, if you could only use one social app, what would it be? Oh, I'm getting to the point where I I want to go that way. Um, I think Instagram. Okay. Um, uh, Facebook has sort of shot itself in the foot for me. Uh, Twitter is feels like it's going that direction where they're kind of playing on the uh, uh, anger engagement. Mm. <laughs> I think there's a... That's the the wrong way to keep people using your technology. That's that's um, the, the band performing later at NRF. Anger, anger engagement. Anger engagement. Anger yes. engagement. Cool. Yeah. Um. So probably Instagram, or I'm kind of looking for what's next. I'm not. I'm not a TikTok guy yet. I'm on, but I don't. I've never posted anything. I don't. Uh, make who, videos and. Who do you follow on Instagram? Who's like your oh, favorite? Man. Any guilty pleasures yeah. on Instagram that you follow? If you looked at my search page, <laughs> it's pretty disappointing. <laughs> um, it's I'm an inherent like fat kid. Uh, I lo- it's donuts and food and s- steak deep fried and stuff. Oh my god, it's amazing. And 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 cars okay. for the most part. Cars. That, that is right. that is like if you look at search or hashtags browse yeah, on yeah. my on my Instagram. That would be a a fun thing to do for people is say get out your phone and show me your cert- like if you go, oh, wow. to, if you go to browse what shows up because that's Who all the stuff Instagram will suggest to you that's Lord right. knows what you see on that that's, that's right it could, it, it could go horribly wrong but it's, it's typically fun I have a follow up question that I don't normally ask but it's just because we've been at the conference and I've been paying a little more attention to it how much is text messaging a part of your life now at this point point? and in the context of everything we've been talking about um, I, I think I've seen an interesting both dip but then rise again mm-hmm. in I find that it's the fastest way to communicate with someone from someone um, it's also intimate mm-hmm. in a sense uh, that if you have my number legally which is 513-259-1253 nice work Rodney See? he's coming <laughs> Rod, for I you. just call Rodney <laughs> to the carpet on that one for those that are listening for the first time <laughs> his, his co-founder gave his number the last time we so I had a one up so my Instagram handle is uh, at Chris Ostich as well, in case. So the, uh, hopefully, and now I'm up one. 
on Rodney. <laughs> nice work. Um, I will take DMs and stuff too, so I feel like I'm winning this one. Uh, for sure. Um, but yeah, I think so. So for me, um, it's it's maybe the most immediate, but also one of the most intimate sort of interaction points for me. Mm-hmm. So text has become sort of more relevant for mm-hmm. me over the last probably two years. That's interesting. Rather so, than less. Yeah, that's interesting. So it almost has a different bridge or a different connection point than social media does. It'll be it'll be interesting to watch how these two platforms play out, social yeah, media, text, together. commerce, and kind of come together. Interesting. I'm glad I asked that question. Great. Um, well, hey, man. Thanks for your time. Hey, it's happy to be here. Thank you for class. having me. Again, we have Chris Ossich, the founder and head of innovation at Listener. If you're still at the show, come on by. Check it out with 1206. And as always, be careful out there.